welcome to another episode of Bucolic Diaries with me, your host, Rebecca Palmer. I'm a mum of two and the founder of Colic SOS. Going through the misery of colic myself, I went from being a city lawyer to a colic expert. Throughout this mini-series, mums will share their stories with us, giving advice, tips and above all else, hope that this too shall pass. I am welcoming Jade today to tell me all about her and Connor. So welcome, Jade, to the podcast. Hiya. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. No problem. So can you tell me a bit about you and your little boy? Yeah, um, so I'm Jade. I am 30. I have got a daughter who is five and Connor who is two. Mm. Darcy was a completely different baby and she was brilliant. She slept from around three weeks old and I knew no different. Then Connor came along and turned our world upside down. (laughs) He was born about quarter to nine in the morning and we were discharged by lunchtime and home. At about three o'clock in the afternoon, he started to choke on his feed um, to the point that he turned blue. My gran literally took him off me and tipped him upside down. And right from then, I knew that something was different about this baby. Oh, that must have been so scary. It was terrifying. At the time, I just thought, oh, it's like a one-off thing and didn't really think about it. But then as the day went on, he literally vomited everything that was put into him oh that must have been absolutely not only scary and worrying but almost like you've gone from having this baby and going home to all of a sudden being you know obviously rushing back to to kind of hospital and having to deal with all this totally something that you don't expect to have to deal with with a newborn exactly um, I mean, the midwife came like after the 24 hour check and I said to her, she, he's really, really sick. Should I change him to like a comfort milk or something? She was like, no, no, no. Some babies are just sickly. But I knew there was more to it than just a sickly baby. Oh, absolutely. You know, you might have a sickly baby, but they're certainly not supposed to choke and turn blue whatsoever. You know, yeah. what, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so obviously that was kind of the start and then how did things progress so he vomited constantly up to 40 times a day maybe and literally his whole feed he would be covered from head to toe I'd be soaked he'd be soaked in vomit um so by day nine I had gone back to I'd gone to the doctors and they reluctantly gave me some gaviscon but said oh he's probably just got colic he's a bit windy um so we tried the gaviscon and to be honest it did nothing but made him constipated then so then not only was I dealing with a baby that was sicking on me all the time he was screaming because he couldn't have poo as well um you go to the doctors, don't you? And that's not what you want to hear, is that he might have a bit of colic. Yeah. So how did you feel whilst all this was going on? How, how, did, it, how did you feel as a mum? 
I was terrified because when I had Darcy, I had really bad postnatal depression. Now, everybody was heightened and on high alert this time, and I felt okay. But all of the professionals kept saying to me, oh, it's just a bit of colic or he's a little bit sick. I started to wonder whether I was imagining things and whether he was just a sickly baby. Mm-hmm. That must be horrible, though, to, to realise that obviously you have a history of postnatal depression and then having a baby that's completely different from your first baby and almost being told that it's, you know, it's just colic and maybe that you've been a bit neurotic. Yeah, exactly. It definitely made me question whether I was neurotic or whether this baby was being sick more than normal. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what would you say would be the, like, the hardest bit? I, the hardest bit was obviously you don't get much sleep with a newborn anyway. But when mm-hmm. he did sleep, I was terrified that he was going to choke and I wouldn't hear him. And he would choke to death, essentially. Um, when he was about three weeks old, my I rang my mum sobbing because I was so exhausted. My husband was working a night shift. She came and sent me to bed. The next morning, she said, I know why you can't sleep now. Because he choked while she was looking after him. And he was so quiet as well that you you didn't hear it unless you were on such high alert for it. It must be every mother's worst nightmare. De- yeah, definitely. I mean, I would not be having another baby after this one, even if I wanted to. Um, because I literally couldn't take my eye off of him for a second for fear that he would choke. And what help did you seek out? We went backwards and forwards to the hospital, uh, to the doctors, sorry, and we eventually got a referral, a paediatric referral. Um, My health visitor then came more on board because, again, she was just saying that he was a sickly baby. He was gaining weight, but not as he should. So Mm -hmm. eventually we saw a paediatric doctor who agreed that he had a really bad reflex there is another condition which I had researched that I thought he might have but they'd dismissed that and when they told me he basically wouldn't keep anything down and wouldn't gain weight that was fine um but I had a prescription for ranitidine and um a higher dose of ranitidine sorry and a meprazole for in a week's time if need be so we carried on with the ranitidine and it didn't get much better, maybe slightly. So we switched to the omeprazole. And again, the omeprazole did nothing. Um, I'd kind of given up and started dealing with it by that point. And then the worst thing that they said to me was that when he's about four months old, he'll grow out of it when he can sit unaided he won't be so sick. So I'd kind of pinned my hopes on that. Um, But that didn't happen either. (laughs) When did things start to get better? They didn't get better until he was about 15 months old. And like I said, he vomited like 40 times a day until that point probably. Then it dwindled down to maybe every hour 
or if he'd had something acidic. Um, he still has reflux now, but nowhere near like it was. And he's at an age now where he will like burp or bring up wind and he'll say sick. So rather than having the actual vomit, mm-hmm. it's more like just the reflux. Oh, that must have been so hard thinking almost like it, it's just never ended for for Paul Connor at all. Yeah, I mean, he was two on the 1st of September. Um, so literally seven months ago or so did it start to get better. But I just find it really sad that he knows at two what sick is. And probably a few times a week he will burp or have some acid reflux. Oh, poor Connor. Um, how did weaning go? They tried to get me to wean him early. So I started at about 18 weeks, I think. But everything I gave him, he just vomited back up as well. It was almost like he couldn't keep... Because he was under six months, I obviously couldn't baby led wean him. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the purees that I gave him, he just vomited with that as well. So I only did it for about a week before I decided enough was enough. It was pointless putting it into his body if he was going to throw it back up as well. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many people think with a reflux baby, if you start weaning them early, then that will resolve the issue. But that's not the case, is it? No, definitely not. And did you find that certain foods would flare up his reflux more than others? Yeah, practically everything I gave him. So, like, they say to give root vegetables, first of all. But mm-hmm. I started in with carrots, and they came straight back up. Um, apples, pears, everything I seemed to give him. He seemed to vomit back up. Oh, what a horrible journey for you both because you almost look forward to weaning don't you as a kind of like a milestone and you yeah. think oh I really look forward to giving them some food but if you know that they're just going to bring everything back up then you know there's no fun in that or no joy is there no definitely <laughs> did you find anything that was was okay for him to eat we did later find out that he has a milk allergy as well. So he he survived basically on rich tea biscuits and Ella's kitchen puffs for the first probably six months of weaning. That seemed to be the only thing that would stay down. Oh, and does he still struggle with the milk allergy now? He does still have a milk allergy now, but Again, that was quite hard to deal with at the time. I've got a milk allergy, so our diet is almost converted to that anyway. But find things that were milk-free and not going to affect his reflux was more difficult than we thought. Oh, I can imagine. Because I know how it feels to have a baby with um, a milk allergy and reflux myself. And... You do end up, the whole house ends up going almost like vegan because yeah. you know you just can't have certain foods. And amazingly, it does run in families as well. 
So if mum or dad has an allergy, then that is more likely to be passed on to babies because it's just the, you know, the epigenetics of it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, did it take long for you to realise that he had this dairy allergy? He, he was probably about 12 weeks old. Um, eventually, when nothing was settling the reflex, they said, maybe he's got a milk allergy. Um, but then we had to go through the faff of hydrolyzed formulas before they'd give us amino acid ones. Um, yeah, you know it's a it's a kind of a long process, isn't it? Because you start yeah. kind of kind of like petty one, and yeah. then you have to work your way else all the way down the kind of their their checklist, don't you? Until you eventually get to that amino acid formula. Yeah, and did that amino acid formula help? Yeah, um, he is still on an amino acid formula rat too because he still wakes in the night and he just can't tolerate any other kind of milk. Oh, that's so heartbreaking that as well at two, you'd expect now to be able to get a little bit more sleep than you would with, you know, a young baby. But yeah. you said that Connor is still waking in the night. Yeah, I think... Again, though, that is due to reflux and the habits that he formed when he was a baby because he was sick so often. Um, yeah. Because we've cut out the dummies and everything else that it could possibly be. I think it is ingrained into him. Yeah, absolutely. And you think as well, if he's still struggling with it, then you know yourself if you have something like heartburn how it feels and if you lay down ready for bed that's when it kind of kicks in doesn't it yeah so you must how how are you feeling now in myself yeah yeah um I mean we deal with it now like I say I avoid the milk and he's very aware of when he's got reflux and will say sick because he's not actually sick now there's no way of me knowing as such mm. um so it definitely I feel like I kind of was in a trance for the first 12 months of his life mm. where I was so tired and just dealing with sick we couldn't go anywhere without taking several changes of clothes or whatever with us yeah yeah, I know that feeling of where you kind of pack about five changes of clothes for you and baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, at one point I had a bag in the boot of my car with a change of clothes for me and several for him because like a little bit of babysit, you kind of just get a wipe and wipe it off, don't you? But when yeah. you're covered from head to toe, you don't smell very nice. <laughs> no, no. And is that that? It's a really strange smell as well, isn't it? With a baby who has reflux. It's almost like fermented. It so was like vinegary. Um, one of the yeah. first hydrolyzed formulas um, took us ages to work out what the smell was, but we decided it was like mini cheddars that had been chomped up. Uh. Um, but after that, it was just like vinegar all the time. Yeah. You see, that's the acid. It's Yeah. Yeah, it's that smell. And if they burp and it's got like that smell to it. Yeah. Oh, so it sounds like you've been through the mill and you're still there as well. Even, at, you know, at two years old, you're still having to deal with the effects of reflux. Yeah. 
I mean, what advice would you give to a struggling mum who is listening now? I would just take all the help you can get if you've got family or friends that are offering to just watch whilst you can sleep. Um, Trust your instincts because they're right normally. And even if they're wrong, it's not going to do any harm. But fight and fight and fight for it. And don't pin your hopes on the fact that it's going to go away magically at four months old or when they can sit up. No, absolutely, you're quite right. And do you feel that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel now? Definitely, it's a whole lot easier than it was. I mean, I'm always getting told off for not taking a change of clothes now and he'll fall in a puddle or something. So I've kind of gone past that bit where he doesn't vomit constantly. Yeah, I'm now not as prepared for other things. <laughs> oh, they're messy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. They just get messy as they get older. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. You're I'm welcome. Sure, oh, I'm sure that it's been, you know, really enlightening for other parents who are struggling through it right now. And to know that it doesn't last forever. And although you're still struggling with the effects right now, that it does get better. Yeah, it gets a whole lot easier. And like I say, he doesn't sleep all night, but he sleeps enough. And it's a lot better than worrying constantly that he's choking or whatever. Um, Our day-to-day life is normal nowadays, whatever normal is. (laughs) Yeah, well, especially these times right now. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. And it's been an absolute pleasure to hear your story. You're welcome, thank you. Thank you so much to Jade for sharing her story with us. It's so heartbreaking to hear what both Connor and herself have suffered through. Now it's not a surprise that Connor struggles with sleep, as reflux can disrupt that sleep due to being laid horizontal. Now if your little one is struggling with reflux and finds lying down uncomfortable, then try raising the crib by placing something like books under the legs of the top of the crib, and then ensure baby is in position feet to foot. This will avoid baby slipping from under the covers and avoid that SIDS risk. Now, if you would like to share your story with us, or if you have a question regarding colic or reflux, then you can email me at becky at colicsos.com. Join me next time when another mum is going to be sharing her story of colic with us. Now, thanks for listening to the Colic Diaries. I really hope you found this helpful and let me know in your comments and don't forget to share. For more information on Colic and my services, check out the website colicsos.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at colicsos.